everybody. Welcome to Buzzing About Romance. I am Becky, and joining me for this episode is Heather. Hey, Heather. Hey, Becky. And making her triumphant return after being away for a little bit is Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Hey, Becky. Glad to be back. We are glad to have you back. Um, you, you know, you left early in May, I think, or June. Because uh, like life got busy. Life with a toddler it is did. ridiculous. It is. Very so, ridiculous. Yeah, it only gets worse, friend. It only gets okay. worse. I know. That's what I hear. <laughs> but we're excited to have you back. Um, how did everyone's reading week go? Mine was okay. good. I am sucking in October with reading. I've only read 12 books in the month of October. Wow, like that's not a lot for you. That is not. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Um, it's not that things aren't hitting. I just, I think I'm just tired and I fall asleep as soon as I yeah. sit down. I've read like way too many. Way too many. <laughs> any stands yeah, out? I've, any stands out this month yet so far? Um, There's a few, like I really liked Shadows of You by Catherine Cowles, but I've, I took a break from arcs for the most part. Like I only read arcs for a few authors now. Yeah. So I've just been doing like KU reads and I'll like just binge. Like if I find a new author or it's an author, like I was away from for a while. I just, I just binge them. I think there's That's a impressive. freedom to that. You used to be the one who would read like 35 arcs a month. So I know. Um, and that was just like, I'm too much of a mood reader for that. Like I really am. So I've been not signing up for like new authors very often. I just catch those in KU and then I just read arcs for the authors that I like always pretty much like their books. So yeah. then it's, I'm looking forward to them and it's not really like, I, Oh, I need to be in the mood for that book. Cause otherwise outside of arcs i'm only reading like romantic suspense and mafia that's all i'm reading right now nice. i mean welcome to the dark era because sister i you know what i did a bunch of small town reads recently and then i pick up a mafia read and i can get it done in five hours like right i know that's how i am i'm like with the romantic suspense like i read like four romantic suspense books this weekend uh, i'm so Me jealous too. i'm so jealous i read one book this weekend <laughs> one book um and it's my book of the week because i only think i read i only read three books last week so <laughs> anyway um we are going to i'm skipping our term of the week because we're going to kind of talk about some other things this time so um but we're going to do some things in this episode and we're talking about one specific thing that kind of I don't want to say it had a revitalization because it never went away for the rest of us. No. Um, but over the course of the last six or eight months, hockey romance has been come to the forefront and lots of newer to romance readers are just discovering it. And lots of authors that have never written it before are starting to dabble in hockey romances. Mm -hmm. I have a whole conspiracy theory. I know many of you have heard me tout it about why I think it hockey romance heroes are so popular. Um, and we'll get into all of that here. You should see the faces of Rachel and Heather, you guys. They're like, Becky's crazy. Um, so stick with us. You know, we promise that it'll be a good episode with lots of book wrecks, but we've got thoughts we have to get out of our heads. Um so on this episode of Buzzing About Romance, we're t going to talk about all hockey romances. 2023 seems to be the year of hockey romances, but they've been around for a while. Um, the oldest hockey romance I had read was published 2014. So. Yeah, yeah. these aren't new. Yeah. No, they're not. But they are new to a lot of readers, which I have found fascinating. I since I think that's like the first trope I fell in love with with hockey romance like yeah so I'm loving all of the new books to read I'm loving it's, that it's nice 
it's interesting. I'll start reading them and I get into it and I'm like, this is not my jam. Yeah, it's interesting because we actually had book club last night and we were talking a little bit. Um, someone was saying that they're struggling with some of these trendy or popular books on KU that are like Amazon chart toppers. They feel overwritten or there feels like there's pieces to it that don't make sense or there's plot holes. And in talking to that person, they've just recently had access to a library and are reading books that are from 2014, 2016, 2017, 18, 19, and are finding trad pub books that were really, really great. And if, and I'm not saying current trad pub because current trad pub, I think sucks ass. <laughs> nope. Um, Yep. But if we look at the love swept era, if we look at like that post Fifty Shades of Grey publications that were coming out of Trad Pub, there were some really well written, spicy, you know, really good romances. And I think hockey romances from that time, too. Yep. Yeah, I and agree. They, completely. Like, edited, mm -hmm. I guess, is probably what I would maybe want to say. <laughs> don't know how to be nice about it, but we don't have to like, be nice. <laughs> I don't DNF books. You guys, you know this about me and yeah. the fact that I pick up hockey romance and I DNF them at a higher rate tells you something. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I definitely think like there's been, there's just a lot more indie authors now than there oh. was like pre COVID there just are a lot more authors and some of those authors have uh, like a team that works on their books and some of them do not and yes. you don't know who has what until you read the book correct and then you're like oh okay um yeah. not for me yeah. um <laughs> So there's two different, so every once in a while I'll come across an author that's like, I'm writing a hockey romance and come to find out, we, we have to kind of break this apart. So I think for the purpose of this episode, there are two different types of hockey romances. There are hockey romances that are a series, which it's going to be a team dynamic. We are going to get the lineups of teams maybe a coach, maybe a trainer, maybe a, um, an owner, owner or something. So those, when we say hockey romances, nine out of 10 times for Heather, it's 10 out of 10 times <laughs> for everybody else. It's nine out of 10 times. Those are the kinds of hockey. When we say hockey romance, those are the ones we're talking about. Yes. Yes. But then there's this other one where authors are like, oh, I'm writing a hockey romance. And then come to find out it is a hockey hero dropped into the middle of a series. So it will be like the hockey hero comes home to his small town or um, the owner of the team falls in. It's a co-worker situation, but it's just that he works for the hockey team. Like he could also be a lawyer or a CEO. Um, Cause I'm thinking of uh, Laura Pavlov, the last yeah. in the honey, is it honey mountain? Um, yeah. He's the son of the mountain. owner. And, and that's she's like a lawyer. Yeah. And that's really a small it's, you know, cause they go back to her hometown, small town. Yep. So it wasn't really hockey forward, but they spoke around the realm of hockey. Yes. Um, so those are the two types of series. So what we're going to call them is there's the hockey series and then there's the hockey player drop in. That is how we're defining this. <laughs> Just yes. for ease. So we have hockey drop in or hockey series um, for the ease of this episode. That's how we divided it. And then we're going to give you some authors that we like typically like all their hockey stuff. We'll mention some other popular authors and let you know what we think of those hockey books, or at least I will, because I don't know if anybody else has read them. And then we'll talk a little bit about the why choose hockey phenomenon, because 
about a year ago, I think Heather and I were joking with Sawyer Bennett. We were. We were like, you should write a why choose hockey. And she laughed us off. And now, you know, we've had some authors that have just exploded with their why choose hockey. And as I read them, I don't like them. Um, I like Lauren Blakely's and I liked Emma Fox's. But the other one... (laughs) I didn't like hers. It was like 800 pages. And it was three books for 800 pages. Yeah. You cannot catch me reading an 800 page book. I simply will not do it. So, yeah, I skimmed that. It's too much. It is. 800 pages is too much. Yeah. Um, Okay. So, let's start with our hockey series. So, this is what I read the most of. Yes, me too. Um, so what are your expectations coming into if I say to you, Rachel, here's hockey romance. What are your expectations in those kinds of series? What do you want to see? So it needs to be hockey season. Like, number one, like I want it to be hockey season. So you don't love the so, off season books? Um, If it's within a series that's like a continuous series where like it's hockey season for part of it, like that's fine. That makes sense. Like, you know, time doesn't stop. It's not hockey season for the full year, but I mean, it's like hockey season from like September to June. So yeah, not, not hard. Um, and then I want to see like a little bit of hockey in the book. So, you know, they're a hockey player and it couldn't just be some other occupation for the hero. Um, that's important. And then I like seeing like the teammates and the camaraderie and them hanging out outside of it and just a a little bit of that. So, so you know, they're hockey teammates and that it's a hockey romance. Well, and otherwise it could just be anything. And honestly, I think that, especially if we're talking about the drop in hockeys, yeah, they could easily be a football player. They could easily be a baseball player that went home on the mm-hmm. off season or injured reserve and went home for rehab. Um, right. So, yep. and this is going to be Heather's. What are your expectations of when you read a hockey series? Because I know where this is going. <laughs> so if you can't get hockey right, I won't read it. Like it is, it's a bench. It's not the sidelines. They sit on a bench and it's a penalty box and there's referees and it's called a whistle. Like I have all these things. Like if you don't know the no game. No halftime. Yeah, if you don't know the game, don't write it. Don't write it. Um, I also like a team dynamic. I like to get to see all the players and they're joking around and like their camaraderie and kind of all of that. Um, because it's an intense season. Like they play a lot of games, so they're with each other a lot. So it would make sense that they have a lot of team dynamics. If it's going to be a family of hockey players like Kelly did that and I think she did a really good job I do like the different views of hockey like a GM a trainer whatever um I do like that well and I don't know a ton about hockey the actual game I mean I've seen games but I don't know all the rules right um Mm -hmm. same but one of the things I need it to also happen is it needs to be in a city that's a large enough market oh, to yes. host a team. And, yes. And here is why I say this. Now, I know that there are small market um, sports franchises because technically the Columbus Blue Jackets are considered a small market hockey yep. team. Um, but they don't have any other professional team. Right. So it's not like you're supporting multiple venues, right? Like they, the best they have is the Ohio state university and then a minor baseball team, I think down there. Oh, and a soccer team. They have a major league soccer team, but, but they don't have multiple big four. Right. There's not basketball. It's not realistic. There's not baseball. There's not football. Um, and that is something that will bug me is, realistically like Nashville's considered small market. So if you're picking a city that's technically smaller than Nashville, 
it's not going to have a hockey team, a football team, and a baseball team. So for perspective, the Arizona Coyotes, their game was, uh, I was watching it last night, and it was empty. And it isn't even like an NHL rink. It's like a college rink, and it was empty. So yeah, like that's, I wouldn't say Arizona is like a small market, but for hockey, apparently it is. Yeah. So I think that that's yes. something. And the other thing that um, gets me, and I've had this happen in a couple of hockey books, is know the city you're writing about. So oh I've gosh, had a yes. couple of books that have taken place in New York City with hockey teams. Mm-hmm. And if you know about how New York City works, they're going to travel by either a driver or they're going to ride the subway. They ride the, the train. The players do yeah. not drive not in, their in own cars. big giant SUVs. And they're not going to make it in 20 minutes from the suburbs, Brooklyn Heights, into Madison Square Garden. That is not a 20-minute drive. No. So if you're going to write a city... Understand how that city and that market works. Mm-hmm. Yes, agreed. Yes. So <laughs> that's like yes. These are all things that annoy us each. Like, yeah, I hate when it's like a small town hockey romance, and it's like a hockey team lives there. Like, no, they don't. No, they don't. Mm-mm. Or it's not a small town. So one of those two is just not right. Well, and we have things like Samantha Whiskey. Her hockey team is in, um, are they in South Carolina? Are they Charlotte? North Carolina. I, th- yeah. I think they're North Carolina. They're in one of the Carolinas, and they live in like a gated community in the Burbs. Yeah. Yeah. So you can do something like that, but that don't talk sense. about how it's a small town. It's not. It's a gated no. community. It's a burb. It's a development. Right. And they're not yeah, playing it, in their little gated community. <laughs> outside of like New York or even Chicago, you are not going to be able to make it into downtown in 20 minutes. You, no. you know what I mean? Chicago is the same. And Chicago, they don't even play downtown. Yeah. Right. <laughs> It's it's really one of those really stupid things that I struggle with. Yes. When the city is wrong. Agree. Mm-hmm. That's all. When the city I, is wrong, I, I get a little ragey. <laughs> yep. Um, because uh, Bella Matthews has a drop-in. Okay, we'll get to that. Because she has a drop-in and they live in a small town. But driving, but I think the arena is in the small town and not in Philadelphia. So Good Luck Charm is a small town. He lives in Forest Lake and he drives into St. Paul. That is actually realistic. Well, it's like a 30 minute drive. So your Bennett's in Pittsburgh Titans. Cohen Mm -hmm. talks about how the town where the mountain cabin is, is like a two hour drive from downtown so he keeps a place in town for when you know they're in town with practices and stuff and then he goes back to where he and tilly have their house yep. which makes sense anyway okay so that's the expectations if you tell me that this is a hockey romance i want team dynamic i want gameplay even if i don't understand it Mm-hmm. I want the fan. I want the fan interaction, also. Yeah, I want to see you know the, not necessarily, like outside of the rink, but in the rink. I want those fan yeah. moments. I mean, mm-hmm. unless you're Arizona, apparently you do play to an empty arena, but <laughs> no, it's not 100 percent empty. <laughs> but it was like. In comparison to, like, Chicago or other markets. Like, I don't want to hate on the Coyotes because I have, like, four players on there I like. (laughs) But, like, I look up things, you know, I'll read a book, a hockey romance, and sometimes there will be, like, the family box and then the owner box and all of these suites, which is fine, but realistic, how many are there in an arena? And can you really fit 100 people in one of those rooms? 
Okay, so no, not a hundred of people in the room, but at like the X for the wild play, there are a lot of boxes. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's a lot of boxes. But and it a lot seems of in some of the books they only have two. <laughs> you know, like the yeah. owner's box and the family's box. Like all the wives sit in one box together. Well, if you have a team roster of 32 men, how are all the wives and all the children in one freaking room? Right. They're not. They're not. Yeah, they're not. And they all, I mean, and the wives do hate, like, bring their little ones to the, you know. But I'm just saying, like, if you think about some of the books, when we start talking about, like, the makeup of the stadium, it's... You know, inaccurate. It's inaccurate. <laughs> I agree. Like, have you gone to a game? Well, some of how they write it feels very college hockey. Yeah, I only have small yes. market hockey that I've ever been to, like the old Toledo Storm, who are now the Toledo Walleye. Like, and it was a very um, when they played, it was a janky, really low end arena when it was the Toledo Storm. <laughs> So, um, very different experience. I mean, we threw squid on the ice. It was weird. Oh, that's funny. Anyway, it was a thing. It's a Toledo-Detroit thing. Um, And I am looking for the dynamic of being a player. If you read college, I want the college stuff to make sense. Yeah. They have to go to class. Mm -hmm. They have to have time to study. And it can't, the whole hockey series, can, the whole book cannot just be hockey playing. Then you hockey. should have made it pro. Yes. There's Agreed. still some dynamics that need to happen if you're writing college hockey. I know how college sports works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's like mandatory study sessions and things. Yeah. yeah. Like especially yes. for D1 players, like your ass is at a library. Right. Well, yeah. And, like, if you're going to, I was reading a book and they talked about, like, the Frozen Four. And so I was like, huh, I wonder how that really works. So I went and read about it. And it's not just, like, four teams go to the Frozen Four. Like, it's a whole system and do your homework. If you're going to use words that are common knowledge and understanding, then you have to make sure that you're doing it in a way that gives... um that gives justice to that um, to that piece. Uh, so just get it right. So let's talk about the hockey player drop-in. Um, because I think that this is... Um, <laughs> I think that this is a way to say, hey, I'm writing a hockey romance. Uh-huh. But really, they could be anything. Yeah. Yeah, they don't have to be a hockey player. They could be, like you said, a brewer or like, you know, own a brewery or, you know, any job. They could be a returning rugby player from Ireland or an outstanding season in Netherlands. They could play fucking cricket for all we care because it's the hockey isn't prevalent. And I think more and more authors are doing that. So that they can lean into the trend of, hey, I wrote a hockey romance, which is a disservice to those that are writing really good hockey romances. And for me, like, I think a big part of it is that a lot of readers don't care. Like, I Mm -hmm. care. You guys care. But I think a lot of people don't really care. They don't. I don't think they care either. And it's unfortunate for someone who is like, like if you're wanting a hockey romance and then you pick one of these books up and it's like, okay, like, sure, he's a hockey player. Right. But like, that's it. Like, you just, you only know he's a hockey player because you were told he's a hockey player. Right. Well, it's like, I read a book recently that he was a chef. He never cooks in the entire flipping book. That is so odd. Like Yeah, so it's like he could have been anything. He could have been a winemaker or, you know. Right. So I remember when I first, like, started, like, I found Hockey Romance. I had read 
Kelly Jameson, Natasha Madison, Sawyer Bennett. And then I found Samantha Whiskey. And then I started like trying to find more. And it was very hard to find more hockey romances. So just for fun today in Amazon, I put hockey romance in. 12 pages came up. Yeah. 12. And a lot Mm -hmm. of them aren't necessarily the series. It's the drop-ins. And it's the drop-ins to the point sometimes that they're a little ridiculous. Like, I know that a lot of people have read that wrong number by C.R. Jane. And it's Mafia. But he happens to be a hockey player. And then I really liked, yeah, you guys, it's bonkers, dubious consent. He pretty much holds her hostage. It's it's bonkers. Um, But I also then read, like, I liked Until I Get You by Claire Contreras. Mm -hmm. But there's some things in that book that don't make sense. That he was only going to play in the pros for three years and then go home and work for his dad's company. And he quits after the All-Star game. Like, his retirement is after the All-Star game. Wouldn't he have completed the season? Like, the hockey in that is wrong. I think contractually, I've never, unless they're, like, injured, they don't. Injured, right. He he wasn't injured. It was a retirement. But I think in that book, he could have been any kind of pro sports player. I feel like she picked hockey because it was trendy. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it it's just one of those things that it was the the book itself is fantastic and I really liked that book. The audiobook is phenomenal. But yes, if we look at it book. with a hockey but if we look at it through a hockey romance lens, it doesn't meet the test. Yeah, agreed. I mean, I we were chatting before we started recording and I said I hadn't read a lot of these like drop-ins and Becky mentioned Until I Get You and I loved that book, but I don't consider it a hockey romance. Yeah. So it wasn't on my list. Um, that's okay. As we've sat here and talked, I came up with other um yeah, drop-ins just for you. So, um <laughs> and I'm going to be 100% honest um probably didn't read it because i'm like "Mm, i want a series yeah i want a series so i do have here is my theory it's a little conspiracy type theory so given the current day and age where people are not loving billionaire romances right there's a lot of hate towards the billionaire right now um which is that's fine you know i get it I feel like it's a young millennial Gen Z kind of thing. I love the billionaire romances because, I mean, seriously, if somebody wants to pay my bills, how do I sign up? Uh, yeah, agree. Um, yeah. So I, um, I believe my opinion is, and part of the reason we're seeing a lot of these drop-in hockey books is a, a sports pro sports athlete, particular hockey players are acceptable, palatable billionaires. Um, like they're like acceptable rich people. Yeah. Probably. Like they haven't done anything like morally reprehensible. Right. They're not corporate raiders. Yeah. They're not buying companies. They, although there is some nepotism, we do see some nepotism in pro sports. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I could see it. But I think that it's a little bit of pro athletes because, okay, they had to train and work and go to college and get drafted, earn their place on the team. So part of that comes in with the training. It's expensive. Like hockey in general with having young kids is expensive. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. It's one of the more expensive sports like to get into. It's way more expensive than like baseball. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. And it, like, I, depending on where you live, ice time is expensive. Like if you live, like think about like Austin Matthews who plays for the Toronto Maple Leafs. He grew up in Arizona. Like obviously ice time is not super common down there because it's not right. cold ever. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, and a lot of municipalities have gotten rid of ice rinks because they are expensive to maintain. Yep. So, I mean, at least in 
Unless you're in Minnesota. And in Minnesota, they're apparently (laughs) building more and more. Um, I think within 20 minutes, I have at least 20 sheets of ice. At least. Well, like where we live, where Rach and I live, the university used to have an ice rink. But they just couldn't afford it anymore. So they turned it into rec center. And we do have a local rec center that has ice time. um, But it's only ice... 10 months out of the year. So during the heat right. of the summer, they get rid of the ice. Mm-hmm. Um, so if someone recommends a hockey romance to you, which type mm-hmm. are you looking for? A series. A, a series. series. A series. I'm going to be real honest with you. But um, I'm real... Uh, picky about who I take hockey recs from <laughs> oh yeah yeah me too um I should say if it's a standalone like a true standalone not a interconnected standalone from a series I will read it yeah. um if it's a hockey book but if it's like book four in a small town series and it's like a hockey romance like I'm not reading that for the hockey no you're like, reading I'll read that like because that. I want to read yeah, like I like the author, or I like the series. Yeah, but right. yeah, I'm. Yeah, I don't just take a hockey wreck from anyone. So your tried and true hockey romance authors, these are going to be the authors that write and get hockey correct. So if somebody is reading a hockey romance. Or you are recommending a hockey romance to somebody. Um, these are going to be the authors that you are going to be automatically recommending. So give us a couple that you have, Rach. Um, I'll try to do ones that maybe aren't ones that you guys will recommend. <laughs> um, <laughs> Tegan Hunter, she just came out with her Carolina Comet series. That's finished seven books. And then she has book one out of her Seattle Serpent series. They're really good. It's hockey series. Tegan is a huge hockey fan. She watches hockey mm-hmm. all the time. I do not know hockey like I know other sports, but I trust that Tegan is getting these right. <laughs> and then also I really like um, Stacy Lynn's hockey series. She has the Las Vegas Vipers and the Ice Kings. That's set in Carolina. And then... A couple more. I like Rebecca Jenchak's Campus Night series. It is college hockey, and they're you you know they're college students. It makes sense they go to class and stuff. (laughs) And then also, I like Kate Meter. Her she has a Chicago Rebels series, which is like team owners and then some hockey players, and then the Rookie Rebels series, which is a spinoff of that. I really like that series too. Yes, I like that one, too. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot more, but I'll let you guys say some. Okay. Who do you have, uh, Heather? Well, I'm going to try and stay away from the ones that we always talk about. Um, uh, Adette Stone has a Vancouver series that I really like a lot. Um, Serena Bowen, I really like her Brooklyn series. Um, Kendall Ryan has a hot jack series and that is set in Seattle. Um, Gina Aziz has the Boston series. Her Boston series is so great. Um, Ryan and Josh, Ryan Taylor and Joshua Harwood have two MM hockey series. They're husbands that co-write together. Um, and I really like them too. Um, so I am going to talk about the ones that we talk about all the time. So I think that Sawyer Bennett, Kelly Jameson, Helena Hunting, and Danica Flynn, those authors get hockey right. They do. I will also say yes. Marilyn Kelly in her Slayers series. Yep. She gets yes. hockey right. Right. Um, so she lives in the state of hockey. <laughs> I also think that even Lauren Blakely has a couple hockey books that aren't why choose, I believe. I think so too. And I think she gets hockey correct. Um Natasha Madison does hockey well. Yep. 
Yeah. Um, but I I will pick a bone with her, like, because the family suite apparently has 5,000 people in it. Yeah. And children. So I, I give Natasha all the, like, slack in the world because she's always like, I don't do math. Yeah. <laughs> no. Like, so don't do math. math. Like, I don't do the math, so you don't do the math. Like, please don't do the math. Yeah, like, she also randomly but... loses people, so. <laughs> she does. She does lose people. And, you know, like, the, the something so serious was not set in the 1950s or whatever. So, obviously, the ages aren't aging up. Like, <laughs> right. Which I'm fine with. But she Same. is very much like, I don't do the math, so. We get to live in her world and we're just great. Yeah, I just, I just <laughs> like roll this. with Natasha's books and I'm like, okay, that's fine. Um, I agree. I recently have read the Chicago Dark Nights by Jocelyn Soto. Mm-hmm. Um, I am, I will caveat this. I'm doing some work for her with these books. So, um, but they're, they're good. It's not a ton of hockey in them. Yeah. But she does get um, the season right, like the expectations of being a player. <laughs> Nobody's so going on vacation I've, in December. It's so funny. Um, Samantha Lind, she has two series. One is yeah. complete. It's the Indianapolis Eagles. And then she has the San Francisco Shockwave. And I like her books. I haven't noticed anything being like glaringly wrong with the hockey. Because like I, I don't know hockey, but I know enough that like, well, her books are kind like of... They're saying there's like a half time, but they're like super low angst, which I really like sometimes. Yep. They're low angst. So if you're looking... Jenny calls them mac and cheese reads. They're just comfortable. They are. They're just yeah. Because... Like, I enjoy them. She like, I don't cry. Right. She does get her hockey right. She's a hockey yeah. mom from Iowa. Yeah. I'm like, I don't cry during them, which I cry at everything. So that's good. <laughs> And then Pippa Grant has some hockey rom-coms with her Copper Valley thrusters. Yeah, but I don't think she gets hockey very right. I don't know if the hockey's right or not. I don't think it is. Because she relies heavily on the shenanigans. That's true. And some of the stuff that happened, like, I even will say, like, I love Helena Hunting. I love Helena Hunting, but who's going into a locker room in the middle of a game and then having sex with the player because he got ejected <laughs> from the game. Like, if you think about Alex and Violet when they hook up, like, who's doing That's, that? Yeah, yeah, no one does that. So, no I mean, one. there is some disbelief you have to kind of. Of course, yeah. But, yeah. Um, but I find Pippa Grants to be, like, the shenanigans to be just a little too far I for think me. they must just like take your mind away from everything else um an author that I don't know that you guys have ever read Lexi Buchanan she has her Boston Bay Vikings series mm-hmm. now huge okay. team dynamic huge team dynamic each book there's 14 books each one is a different teammate um but there are a couple of things in it especially the earlier ones that are probably not hockey accurate. Hmm. But the very first book, <laughs> she's, he comes upon, I think he comes upon her because she was, she's Amish and is running away from her family and her dad's trying to get, kidnap her. It's a little bonkers, but they're really fast, easy reads. And you know me, I'm okay with a little bit of chaos. <laughs> Uh, Brenda Rothart has two series. She has a Chicago series, which I liked, but she also started a new Colorado one. I have book one. I haven't read it. Um, I also, if you aren't sure if you're going to like a hockey author, I would like do in a world. So like Moo Yu is like a college hockey world and that's on Kindle Unlimited. So you don't, it's not your jam. You don't need to read it. I do like the Off the Ice series by Ainsley Booth, who is actually, it's a pen name for Zoe York. <clears throat> and she is Canadian and gets hockey right and calls, like, Nick Caps a weird name. Like, I don't know what they uh, call them. It's weird. Tokes or something. Tokes, yeah. 
has anybody read Serena Ackroyd started a new pen name G G A Mazurk? Mazurk? Yeah. Has anybody read that book that's out? I've heard good things about it. Though. I have also heard good I, things about it. I heard it's long. Well, so there's that. It okay. Long. So Serena does love long books. She does. I know. So. I will also say Kate Willoughby, Veronica Eden, if you liked L. Kennedy's The Deal series, Veronica Eden's are better, better written. Uh, also, that's off-campus series is now in kindle unlimited so if you've never read it or you wanted to this would be your chance yeah because i don't know how long it's there Mm -hmm. um the ice nights by avery flynn she gets hockey right she also has a drop in because tomboy by avery flynn Mm -hmm. is what kicks off the ice night series and it's a drop in in her um what's hard again the hard again family yeah um, now I'm going to be really, really honest. There are some authors out there that are writing hockey that I do not like. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to just say the names because I need to say them and get them. That Stephanie Archer, I did not like her books. I tried Icebreakers by Hannah Grace and it was terrible. Um, mm-hmm. Hannah Cohen. Can I start it on that? Hannah Cohen. I do not love hers. Um, I've read some Tony Leo, but as she keeps writing she needs a better editor because there's so many plot holes and so much ridiculousness it doesn't work um there's some older authors that write hockey that have been writing hockey for a long time that i struggle with i struggle with kat mazira and jv davenport (laughs) me too um claire ivy her wolf's hockey she's the one that had people driving in from the suburbs for 20 minutes to downtown to Madison Square Garden. Yep. Um, Becca Mack, I think her books are overly long and overly written. There's angst for no purpose. And I've heard that. Yeah. Emily Rath, the book is 800 pages and I ain't got time for that. No. Okay. So let's uh-uh. give some drop in series or drop in books. So. I think I have more of these than anybody else. So I'll Here say them and you can just tell me if you read it. So Chloe Lease and her Bergman Brothers series, the second book is hockey. Nope. Yep, I've read that one. But the hockey is not the focus. No. It's about uh, the heroine's more her disability and his, um, I think he's an, he's a virgin and has anxiety or something. I don't know. Um, we already talked about Until I Get You by Claire Contreras. Um, Strictly for Now by Carrie Elks. He is the coach for a minor league team. And she is the owner, um, or the granddaughter of the owner that comes in to kind of clean up the front office. It's very good. Um, and they get kind of the coach dynamic and what happens in, um, small market, minor, I don't, is it EHL or AHL or a minor league team? Yeah. So she gets it right because these are guys that are really young. They're kind of struggling a little bit. Like Mm -hmm. they're not making the money. Um, Some of them have side hustle jobs while they're also trying to play hockey. Um, Mm -hmm. Vanessa Vale's Man Candy. That's a drop in hockey. That's the one with the sister. It's the reverse, or it's the age gap. She's older. Oh, yeah. Book two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I read that. Um, Wild and Wicked by Mary Carr. He is injured, and at the end of his season, or he's at the end of his career, he is injured and spends 30 days at the family's cabin um, mm-hmm. and gets snowed in with the heroine, who is his sister's best friend. And then um, Hold Me Forever by Layla Hagen. It's part of her Maxwell family series. Um, Make It Sweet by Kristen Callahan. He is retired um, from injury. 
A guy walks into my bar by Lauren Blakely. It's during summer break. So I see a trend here. A lot of these are during like what would be off season. Yeah. Um, Where they have a life outside of hockey. Yeah. Let's see here. Want You to Want Me by Lorelai James. That's part of her. um, Lund Family Series. Lund Family Series. Yeah. Um, Powerless by Elsie Silver. I, yes, did, I haven't I read, read that, that one, one, but you have, right? Yeah, and um, it is off-season, but he talks about training and keeping in shape and, like, all that stuff. Like, it makes sense. And it does go into hockey season, too. Like, he's a ho- he's definitely a hockey player. It yeah. couldn't be, like, anything else. Anything else. Uh, Four-Day Fling by Emma Hart. That is um, in the off-season after they've won the Stanley Cup, and it's a four-day weekend. Um, Good Luck Charlie by Helene Hunting. It's off season, isn't it? Good Luck Charm? Or Good Luck Charm, yeah. 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 Uh, the Summer yeah, Proposal like by Vi Keeland. Um, it's also summer. Like the team didn't win, so they aren't in the playoffs, and he's it's off season. Iced by Bella Matthews. And that's another one that doesn't get the... <laughs> doesn't get it right um why choose hockey there's uh the lauren blakely has two out now emma fox has puck one night stand kiss and puck by charlotte bird and wolf i think has one too odd man rush by Kristen granada she's starting a hockey series I've only read Lauren Blakely's of all the wide shoes hockey. I read Emma Fox's. I liked it very much, but it's going to be three Same. books because what she's doing is each book kind of heavily focuses on one of the people that's the in the, in yeah. the knot or circle or whatever they are in. Yeah. I read Lauren Blakely's cause I like Lauren Blakely, but overall I'm like not a fan of wide shoes. Same. So I'm not, at all like and i don't like menage like menage romances either so i like a author i really like if it's an author i really like i will read it but it's not something that like draws me to a book yeah i think that's fair i don't like when there's more than two penises like two penises are my max i'm i have no max (laughs) heather's like give me all the penises whatever (laughs) um okay a couple of books that are in sports series that are hockey and this is a little different one last shot by julia connors it is um he is a hockey player it's a second chance we did a should you read it over on patreon about it but julia connor is um She's kicking off a hockey series with the third or the fourth book in that series is kicking off a hockey series in Boston. And then um, take a, taking a shot by JC Burton, which is part of her multi-sport oh, yeah. series. And I love that series. I love that yep. series too. Like if you have it access to a library and you like sports romance, read Definitely. that series. Um, okay. Is there anything we missed? Or I have something. Um, yes. What do you have? I have a few. You go ahead, Heather. Well, mine isn't book racks. It's just like a little soapbox about hockey. And I think um, I view it maybe a little different, but these guys work really hard. Like I think about some of the stuff that has happened and these guys work yeah. really hard to be hockey players. It's their livelihood. It's their job. Most of them have been training and playing since they were like three to five years old. Mm-hmm. Their, sa- their families, their parents, their siblings, their spouses, they sacrifice a lot for them to be hockey yep. players. And I think that that should not go unnoticed. Well, and, they deserve and you're talking about them. the sexualization that happened to the Seattle yeah. Kraken by a large book yeah. talk content creator. Yeah. And it made those of us that read hockey romance look really bad, even though all of us are not doing that. I mean, there were articles right. in on ESPN and in mainstream mm-hmm. media calling us 
you know, the weirdos of book talk, like, Mm -hmm. because of one person and one group, one author and her fans that did it. And it made the rest of us look ridiculous. And I totally, I go to hockey games and that whole puck bunny culture is real. There, Tyler Sagan has been living that life. There was a fan um, who had a really gross sign that like posted at a hockey game and there's young kids. And he's like, my mom was very unhappy with that sign. And I think that's something that we need to remember is that these guys have moms and yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. I just, that's something that has really like been really hard for me as a hockey fan a true hockey fan and someone who also enjoys reading romance and I think we'll talk about this in a future episode I don't do or get the fan casting or the mood board stuff oh no that's don't use real people for that yeah like find a stock photo I just I just never do that like I look at the model on the cover, that's who I imagine, but the rest of it lives in my head. I am not out in reality checking out men's, you know, legs and being like, oh, he's got good hockey butt. Like, I'm not doing that in real life. No, me either. And I actually don't see a single thing when I read, like, at all. I close my eyes and I see So do you not see the apple? If I say, do you see an apple? No. Yeah, that, no. Like, I don't see anything. Like, I can't even picture my husband or daughter in my head. What? Like, yeah, it's super weird. It's a thing. I will text you the name of it. Yeah, um, Michael so has it too. It so you're a five. Yes. You're a five. Yeah. Yes. Like, I'm a I can't, two. I don't picture anything. So people are like, oh, like, who do you picture? I'm like, I can tell you characteristics if they were mentioned in the book. But otherwise, like, that's all you get I from don't me. Build... I don't picture a single thing. I guess I don't build the characters from scratch. I use the cover models, which is why I get angry when a cover model doesn't match. Doesn't match. A description. Um, So I do when I read hockey romance, like they're describing someone, I'm like, oh, I think I know what player that is. And then I like go look and I'm like, oh, you know what I like? Yeah. It's probably because I watch hockey, but. Yeah. I'm um, not too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyway. I can't do that. Rachel, who are some of your drop-in books? Um, so you, um, said a lot of them, but I liked Until It Fades by K.A. Tucker. Okay. This came out in like 2017. It should be in your library if you have it. Um, it's a single mom and he kind of like saves her from a wreck and he is a famous hockey player and it's definitely a hockey book, but it's a lot different than your like typical, like hockey romances, especially like now it's more emotional too. And then um, Laura Pavlov has two in her Honey Mountain series that, like, Evermind, book two, is a hockey player. It's the offseason. And he goes back to his hometown of Honey Mountain. And then book five in that series, Only Mine, is the owner's son and team lawyer. Yeah. So they're in the hockey world, but not on the ice. I know when I read that book, my first thought was her next series has to be a hockey series. Like the way she was setting that up. I know. And then she was like, I think she's thinking about it, but. Well, and given her type of writing, it probably would be, unless she's really a big, strong hockey fan, it would be very difficult for her to do it. The hockey. Well, she, she, she lives in Vegas. They go to some golden night games. Okay. But golden night games. Her husband is are very different i mean like because it's vegas they yeah, do it different no, like vegas in general like professional sports games are different from other games mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. like i think the raiders have like a suite that's a nightclub like yeah their football team so it's like yeah it's different than a lot of others but i i actually respect it because if you don't think you're gonna get it right then like don't do it yeah Mm-hmm. I agree. No, and that's what I think. I think the way she writes, I think what she's doing with dropping characters makes more sense. Yes. So for her, I think that makes the most sense. Agreed. Okay. Um. So that is our hockey. Those are our thoughts on hockey romance. There are two past episodes in the feed about 
uh, Heather and I, we did our top hockey book boyfriends, and then we did a um, expansion draft the following year. You can find those in our feed, um, and we give lots of book recs and go into a little bit more detail than just listing as we did for this episode. Um, okay, and I didn't give this to you in advance, but before we go to our next sec- segment, um, do you have an ultimate book boyfriend of hockey? Like, is there one hockey yes. player above all else that you like live, breathe, and die for? Yes. Heather, who is your who? I know who her is. It Dax. 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 Slayer Bennett. He's mine. <laughs> and mine is wild. Like I'm all over. <laughs> mine is wild by Sawyer Bennett. Like that's so funny. He I don't know everything. I have one. There's not one hockey hero that stands out for you. I I really like Alex from Pucked. He's kind of a dick though. He is. I really a dick. like him. <laughs> he, I don't disagree with you. Like he... that's like my comfort read. Like Pucked, I've read Pucked so many times. Or Randy, balls, balls. Yeah, Randy Ballistic. I love. I've always loved him. And then when you get to see Randy be a dad and. Oh my stars. Oh, I know. I love second gen series. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. okay. So those are that's what we got for hockey. It is now that time. It's that time, everyone, for book of the week. It's book of the week time. Rachel, what's mm-hmm. your book of the week? Um, my book of the week is Keep by Anna Hackett. It's book two in her Fury Brothers series. It's a single dad romantic suspense. I loved it. I finished it. I started and finished it today. It's so, <laughs> so. good. Um. Mm-hmm. Okay, Heather, did she steal your book of the week? I think that was your book of the week last week, wasn't it? I yeah. think it was too. Okay, that's so funny. So, what's your book of the week, um, Heather? Well, I went down the Sophie Oak. Uh, oh, like, geez. <laughs> I don't know. I I have binged four or five books in her um, Bliss Colorado series. So there's Thruples and BDSM and whatever. So I am, I think I've read, I, I'm on, the, this one's Lost in Bliss. So it's um, some suspense in there. There's a serial killer, former FBI agents. It's very good. So do you know who will be so happy that you're reading this, Nikki? She loves this series. Like, it's a top favorite for her. It's really good. Um, So my book of the week is Secret Lies by Nevea Alta. It is Mafia Age Gap. Um, it's Serbian, Serbian Mafia Arranged Marriage. She is the sister of an underboss for the Italian Mafia. And the Don asks her to marry this guy um, and spy on him for her. And the hero in the book is Hard of Hearing. Um, It's really good. It's very sexy. There's, um, they break down a lot with the heroine. And we do have a, I think Leah and I are doing a quick shot on it coming soon. So uh, you guys should check out, if you haven't read Nevaeh's books, I cannot recommend them enough. Especially if you like mafia romances. Yeah, and I think the first five are in audio, so. Yeah, she's doing them as she can. Um, yeah. But they, and like the newest one, it won't go to Kindle Unlimited for like a month after they release. Oh, so they sit nice. wide for a month and then they go to Kindle Unlimited. I have been using digital credits <laughs> to buy them. <laughs> you know, you don't need that package from Amazon exactly today it can wait three days so um okay so those are our books of the week clear the tbr challenge starts on november 1st join us for group reads buddy reads and clear some books off your tbr um, before the end of 2023 if you would like to participate you can find details on our website um a winner has we'll have a winner for who clears the most books off their tbr and um I guess the winner's drawing at random, you will get a gift card to a bookish retailer. So we have that. 
And then Patreon update. Welcome to new members, Marcy and Marisol. We are super excited to have you as a part of our Patreon. Um, if you're in our Patreon, it's a pretty fun place to be. We have a pretty amazing community. We have book club and book chats and do some fun things in Discord. Um, and it helps to continue to support the podcast. If you um, don't subscribe to our newsletter, make sure you you can do that on our website. That's the best place to keep track of us and to where we are and what we're doing and all the fun things that are happening. So there is that. Um Rachel, it was great to have you back. Yes, it was good to be back. Um, we hopefully you will, you know, come back and join us again soon. <laughs> I plan on it. Um, and Heather, thanks for wanting to talk hockey with me again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Really twist my arm on this one. <laughs> this was like, what do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? Hey, let's do hockey. Okay. <laughs> That's what we did. Um Thank you, everyone, for listening. Until next time, everybody, happy reading. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes. 